Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to this latest edition of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice, a special video edition on a little bit of a rainy uh, uh, Thursday at uh, New Jersey Motorsports Park, but it's gonna be clear the rest of the weekend. We're supposed to have awesome weather, so uh, hoping to see all you fans out here. This is a well-attended round for us. Um, I am Bice, Carruthers is on the other side here. And in the middle, we have Loris Baz, who's a member of the, uh, gee, it took me a minute to uh, figure this out. The, I lost my mind, H uh, Warhorse. <laughs> it's just BK Let him struggle. <laughs> Warhorse HSBK Racing, Ducati, Ducati New York. I wanted to say HSBK Racing first, but it's actually Warhorse first. So, <laughs> and there's three brands involved in that, and they've got a good, really good size program, real big footprint, and a lot of support. Obviously, Loris is from France, but they've got Italian uh, engineers on the team as well as some American personnel too. And we talked to Loris before we actually started uh, the season, so we had him on. We talked to him about eating burgers and not eating burgers. I remember that mm -hmm. whole conversation. But now that he's Almost through a full season of Moto America, we thought it would be a good time to have him on. And in this video edition, we can talk to him. So how's it going, Laura? It's kind of an open question, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, not the way we expected that at the beginning, but uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I found some nice people. You know, I came as a rider and I think I found, I found a fa family in, in the U.S. with those guys from Warhorse, uh, HSBK. Ducati New York, as you said, that's like three brands, three family together. And I feel like I'm part of those uh, those guys now. And uh, we went through a lot of up and down all season. And I think that just made us stronger together. So uh, I'm really enjoying working with them, um, to be honest. And uh, even if we had bad moments, uh, I think the project was much more um, new than what I expected at the beginning, let's say. And uh, we needed more time than what I expected to make um, just to make a team, you know, to build a team together and uh, to, to be as strong as we wanted. But uh, it's, a, it's a massive challenge. The targets have changed um, through the year. And, uh, but every time we go on the bike, we give our best and uh, we, try, we try hard. And I hope we can score a win before the end of the season. Do you, do you realize, I, I don't know if you do, but maybe you do. There's nothing harder than ro motorcycle road racing in my mind, but motorcycle road racing in a foreign country for the entire season has got to be particularly hard. Now, I know the United States is is a country that a lot of people from other countries aspire to visit and, and be part of, but the fans can be tough. I don't get the sense at all, and I probably Paul doesn't either. It, you have a lot of fans in this country. You, the social media... Maybe people, more than home. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but I know... I don't think anybody gets on you because you're not from this country. I think people no. really embrace what you're doing. You're creating a big fan base here in the U.S. Yeah, I have this feeling from the beginning, and I think when the people watch the first races and, um, you know, they enjoy the way I ride and I try hard and uh, try to be honest with myself and the, and the people. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, I have only good memory with all the fans I met this year and uh, uh, some races just been incredible like I don't know Road America, Laguna Seca, a lot of people even uh, Laguna was a great weekend for us but the Road America was tough but uh, even the people came and we had a great support I received a ton of messages on Instagram and Facebook from people um, the last one I received was from a marshal that beat my bike up in the region 
send me like a one page message to encourage all the team and so that that's really nice i really i really like it and i especially after the last season with no fans basically in europe right it was cool to see a lot of fans around the track this this year yeah and i mean when we were at road atlanta i think paul and i even talked about this when you had crashed you there the fans were really cheering and i thought are they cheering are they cheering because he crashed or are they cheering because they like him and it turns out i think they were actually cheering because they really like you a lot did yeah, you, did yeah. you get that impression yeah exactly i mean i was leading the race fighting with matthew and i crashed and i you know just pick up the bike try to restart and then i had to walk away and i could hear all the fans just cheering and i mean i, I jumped the fence and they were all telling me oh try again tomorrow try again tomorrow congratulations so i think that they know that it's not an easy job i know they know it's tough to to just start a new project and a new season with no testing and just trying to go for it. And I, I try, I, I put my heart on that, like everyone in the team, uh, just trying it as hard as I can um, and try to put a great show on the, every race. Even if the race, I know it's going to be tough uh, after qualifying when we don't have the pace, I try on the race, you know, I'm a, I'm, I like, I'm a fighter and I always try. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons people like me and it's cool. It's cool. I mean, uh, uh, I prefer these than the people yes. don't, don't like me, you know? <laughs> Not talking about the results directly, but talking about the series as a whole. How is the how has your experience been here compared to what you thought it would be coming in? Uh, well, as I said, I mean, um, uh, the, um, I came as a rider and I just to ride a bike and race a bike and do my job. And I found some really great people and I feel like it's my family now. You know, it's they are my friend for sure. So um, this is great. Um, uh, talking about the racing, it's been harder than what we expected, but the overall picture, you know, not just the races, but uh, just putting a team together. Um, I mean, everything is new. It's uh, this is like a wedding from three different brands between HSBK. Wahos, Ducati and myself and we just had to create a team and it's not easy you know you need a lot of people and you need a lot of good people to make this bike work this bike come from straight from Europe all the parts come from Italy um, there is the Covid making the things harder uh, the project happened so late um, it's been hard to travel hard to organize testing we started the season with no testing basically apart from the official testing in Kota we didn't test the bike so it's been um that was the most challenging part that I, honestly I didn't expect. When we started the season, everyone was talking about learning the track, learning the tires, learning the bike. But this definitely haven't been the, the hardest. I think the hardest has just been putting everything together, you know, just the team working together, the team understanding. Like me, we, we changed a couple of guys during the season too. So it haven't been easy, you know. I feel like since uh, Laguna, we start to have like a team working well together and we can you know, understand each other and, and making progress. So uh, that, that's been the, the, um, the most challenging part. I think at Coda, you had a good test. Obviously, the lap times, everything was a good test for Coda. But then I think we go to Road Atlanta. I don't know how valuable the Coda, it, it, does it give you a, a, a reference that's not maybe ac so accurate because it's such a different track than where well, we race everywhere else? Honestly, I expect it to be fast in, in, in Kota, no doubt. Uh, I knew after Kota, I told the team that we should not really look the razor from Kota because definitely 90%, like 99% of the track here are different than Kota. But I knew we were going to be fast. I expected Road Atlanta to be 
much harder than it was, even if we scored zero points. It's strange to say that, but uh, we were really fast there and I didn't expect that. We did another track. It's one of the hardest I've ever been to. And still I was leading the race when I crashed and in the top three when I, the back broke in race two. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think uh, I, I knew that I was going to struggle more than I was in Kota after the test. But after being so fast in Atlanta, I expected, okay, maybe the bike works in this kind of track. But then we went in, like the, 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 the hard part came in the, the second one in VIR where really the bike is the first time we had some trouble on the bike and we had to start to change the setup. And it took us like three, four race to find a basic setup that w properly works. I think we've been too lucky in, in Atlanta with the bike we showed in FP1 and we didn't touch any click on the bike. Right. And the bike was walking. And then in VIR, we started to have some trouble on the bike that we had to sort out and uh, just a different track, you know. And uh, then VIR was, was really tough and we started to improve slowly after VIR. We've talked about this before, but the, the other bikes seem to have a, a larger box for where the, everything works well, where the Ducati is a small box. Yeah. Have you, are, you, are you in the box <laughs> or you don't know and from track to track? Yeah, I think... Honestly, that um, for sure the box, the, the 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 window is really narrow where the bike is walking, and it's not the same window in every track, mm -hmm. which is a bit difficult when you have to 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 learn the track as well as the team uh, team learn the tracks. The bike never been to all of the tracks, or so even the gearing. We have to find the gearing in every in every track. So um, in uh, in Pittsburgh, we've been trying uh, gearing in race two. So. Um, but yeah, the, the, the window is pretty narrow and uh, when you're out of the window, you can easily be like a circle or second and a half slower than what you are. You know, it's just not a couple of tens. So yeah, that's, that makes it hard. And uh, I know that's also what superbike, world superbike riders complain about is that we've seen last race that Scott's P12 in the first race and right. he got P3 in race two and they basically change nothing, you know, just a couple of things and the bike starts to work. So, but that's challenging, and I think yeah, it's um, it's like Pittsburgh, you know. Sometimes when you arrive on the track, you, you try to guess the best setup. We arrived there. I knew the track for a tra from a track there with um, V4S, and uh, I expected the bike to work really well there with the setup we had from from Laguna and Brainerd. And in FP1, it was just a disaster. The bike was not working. So on Friday night, we changed everything, and we found a good setup just before the, the race one. So. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's just a it's a bit of a lottery every time you arrive to a track and you have to get the setup and the gearing and those things. But um, again, we know that that was going to be the challenge, and um, it's been harder than expected. But uh, I, I I still love the challenge. I love coming to new track, and every time having to start from zero again. It's something that uh, I really like. You know, I put a lot of energy on, on this. I've been uh, riding as hard as ever, and. Um, putting a lot of energy this season on this, on this bike and on this project. And I, I hope we can finish on a, on a high note, strong performance in the last two rounds because uh, everybody in the team and, and back in Italy deserve that. So a second season here would eliminate a lot of those issues because you would start where you finished this year. Are, are we going to see you back for another season with the team? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're talking. I know, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the team would like me to stay. I will... I will I will not mind staying here another season for sure, uh, if even if that was not the plan at the beginning. But I mean, yeah, as you said, a second season will make the things easier. We could have, we could start the season much earlier, having winter test, 
already this year and beginning of next year. So that will be, I mean, just it will be another another completely another season just being able to test before the season. So I don't know. We will see. We will see. We will see uh, with Bobby and uh, the guys from Wales. I, I feel good with them. We started to talk a couple of races ago. Uh, nothing is done, but that's the that's the idea at the moment is to 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 stay here and try try to be better next year. So while you're in the U.S., I understand you mostly live in Pennsylvania. Do you consider New Jersey Motorsports Park to kind of be your home track if you had a home track? Because you've had you've done a track day or two here. I think you've been here before, right? Yeah, I did a track day like I did in in a lot of track, but I, yeah, it's the, for sure it's the home run from the team because uh, we so close to New York and. And in the race, it was cool just to drive it, you know, it took us a right. couple, couple of hours and we were here. So that was nice. Uh, but in terms of knowing the track, I don't I don't know if this will change anything. We rode here only once with the race bike on a track day with many people on track. And that was by, back in April when it was raining, cold. So it was cold. I, remember, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it changed a lot, but at least we have an idea from the gearing and the setup of the bike, which we basically never had this year apart from uh i think laguna because we had some data from the world superbike team so and we saw that as soon as we have some data the bike works much better and we know that we know how to make the bike work so yeah but for sure it will be cool to have like a lot of people from the team from the warhorse and Ducati new york are coming um they they um, hear the project from the beginning and they can see the bike on track so that's that's nice yeah, and let's talk about the fact that it's it, you're it's a local it's a local team kind of I mean Pennsylvania but certainly your sponsors Ducati New York is in New York and Warhorse is in New York as well. Let's talk about your helmet a little bit. So if you know you guys notice uh, Loris's helmet is uh, this weekend of course is the 20th anniversary of 9/11 and um, Loris tell us about your helmet and what you had done to it. It's it's amazing. It looks terrific. Well, I mean. Um... We know 9-11 a special date and um, having the team from New York and I mean, I was really young. I was at school and I still remember exactly. The I was going to ask you, you remember? Yeah, exactly. I remember going out of school, jumping in the car and my mom telling me something happened and oh. listening to the radio. So every mo every people in the world remember where it was that day. And, and just just to pay tribute to all the people that lost their lives and all the firefighters that uh, have been fighting and, and trying to save lives. We decided, well, I wanted to do something and then the team, I talked together with the team and Ducati New York. So uh, trying to find some idea and we, f we just took the idea to put the, kind of the skyline with the tower in the back and the base of the helmet is like the firefighter helmet, trying with the same design, the light here, um, just putting some nice things in. I just gave the idea to the guy that made my, de my design back in France and he came up with this um, with this design, it was tough to get it painted because everyone was in holiday in August. So I was rushing them at the helmet like five hours before to jump on the plane coming back. So it was done in France? Yeah, it was done, was painted in France. And wow. um, so That's yeah, we made, we made it together with LS2 friends. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. I don't know what we're going to do with the helmet still. Uh, maybe selling it on uh, auction. I don't know. We have to talk with the guys from Ducati New York and giving the, the money to the fire department or something like this. But yeah, I mean, it's mainly to pay, great to pay tribute to all those guys and the, 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 especially the firefighter that are not only in this occasion, but I mean, in a lot of occasions are, are, 
uh, helping us a lot. So it's terrific. The twin towers on the back here in twenty years, of course, this is the twin. Yeah, it's pretty strange to think that it's already. Will you years. race and practice, or just race? I think I will use all weekend because uh, even if tomorrow it's one day earlier, but I mean, a lot of pictures are made on sure. tomorrow, and I know that people want to to see pictures on track. So, and I like the, I really like how it looks. Uh, I mean, it's better to use it all three days. You know, the numbers with riders are, are pretty have gotten pretty iconic. We know certainly right now, you know, everybody knows 32 is Gagne, at least in Moto America, and, and Matthew Schultz has been 11 for a long time. 76 is a little bit of a different number. Usually they're they're a little bit lower, but you've had 76 in your past racing. What's the significance of the 76? How did you come about that number? Well, I, I always had the, the 65. Um, I'm called Loris because my dad used and my mom uh, used to really like Loris Capirossi. Um, I'm born in 93 and he was um, world champion in 1991. And uh, so I always had the 65. And then when I moved up to Superbike in 2012, this happened mid-season when I replaced uh, last course. And um, the team asked me to choose a number because the 65 was um, Johnny's rare number, uh, even if he's using the one for a long time now. But, right. uh, but yeah, that was his number at that time. and. Um, I had to change my number, so I wanted to keep one of the the, the six out of five. I kept the six, and I just after when I moved to Superbike, I just did the 24s of Le Mans before that, and I was the youngest ever on the podium. And I was riding with the the yard that had the number seven, and I really I just put both numbers together, and I really like how it looks. So I just uh, the part of France where I live is the 74. So everybody asked me why I'm not using the 74, but that was the Giro Cato number. Okay. And um, uh, yes, so I never used that number for for this reason. So yeah, 76. And then I could have used the 65 again after that. But I mean, since that day, the people know me, as you said, with the 76 and they know it's it's my number. I even managed to have my dad um, a tattoo from the 76. So <laughs> wow. And my dad hates tattoos. So, <laughs> but we, he lost a bet and he had to make the tattoo. So see if I change them. I, I joke with him a lot that I'm going to change my number sometime. And he said, if you change your number, you better have something after six. <laughs> That's it. So for, for you fans out there, I mean, obviously the numbers mean so much to these riders. It's not just about the number one if you get that, because sometimes when you get number one, we've seen they don't use it. But Loris 76 has become part of that. And it's interesting about Loris Caparossi, now we understand the Loris part of it, because I wouldn't say Loris is necessarily a French name no. too much, but you probably, you probably don't too, know too many other Frenchmen that are named Loris, huh? Uh, a little bit now, and it's funny because I remember um, being in the paddock and being a pain for with Loris and all his family because I was knocking in the motor room and I wanted to see him, and uh, every race I was going, I wanted to see him and have a picture with him. So I have a picture being smaller than him. And really fast, I was taller than him. I know, you must have been 12. When yeah, you I, was tw I think I was 12 and I was taller than him. Exactly, <laughs> that's it. And, uh, and now I have people coming in the paddock, uh, some guys coming and say, oh, my name is Loris because of Loris Capiossi. And some, oh, my name is Loris because my parents really like you. And I'm like, oh. Wow, wow. there so you it, go. You know, so this is starting, you know, so it's, it's funny. I mean, uh, but uh, no, not so many people are named like this. But my granddad was Italian, so I had some Italian blood. Too. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, I, uh, it's common to say this year that we are Gypsy King in the, in the team because we have uh, Italians and moving. Uh, my data guy is going back and forward, World Superbike and here. So we live with our bags, basically, and we have bags <laughs> everywhere, and I lose things, and I can't find them in the truck. 
And uh, so, uh, so yeah, I was gypsy since, uh, since I'm born, man. you know, Italian, French, living in Switzerland. So it, I used it, to live in Spain. Is your, is your last name, is it shortened? No. It's just Baz. Yeah. But does it have a meaning? No. Okay. It's just a name. And is it a name that's... No, I mean, yeah. My granddad had um, 20 brothers and sisters. So it's a big, fa big oh. name, common name yeah. where we live. Uh, the good thing is uh, I'm one of the only writer in the world that can put his own, his full name on the TV, you know? Oh, yeah. I have only that's the true. three letters mm -hmm. and always add my full name. That's so, right. So that's, uh, that's, that's uh, another that's I have point. a good Caparossi story. <clears throat> my son came to Laguna Seca back when they raced 500s there. And so my dad was taking him through all the teams because my dad knows everybody. And, and Caparossi's always been one of my dad's favorites. And so he took him in, my son, into the pit. And he said, Loris, how's it going? And he says, Kel, the bike is shit. The tires are shit. The racetrack is shit. And my son came out and he was like, he said shit. <laughs> <laughs> my son was just small. <laughs> yeah. But everything was shit. Everything is shit. But yeah, this happens sometimes. Eh? When, yeah. When you could probably say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did say that uh, maybe a couple of times this year. <laughs> Let, let's talk about your competition. I specifically want to ask you about about Jake Gagne and also about the R1 because you mentioned Yart. You have logged a lot of laps on an R1. You know the bike yeah. very well. What's he doing? I mean, do you do you see him doing things that you would expect somebody riding an R1 to be able to do? I mean, is there is is it a mystery to you at all, or do you do you understand it? No, it's not a mystery. I think it's just um, you know confidence are a big thing. Uh, in our world, uh, when you're a racer and you race uh, 250 horsepower bikes uh, on some small track, bumpy like this, confidence is a big thing. So I think he's just uh, in a high confidence now and he had the big boost uh, having his first win this year and he just, you know. Built on that. Yeah, built on <clears throat> that and he's skiing on, the, on that thing, you know, and every time you win, you have more confidence and more confidence. And the confidence bring result, result bring luck. So it's all together. He's doing a really great job, you know. Uh, but if you check, compare to last year, it's it, it right. turned this around a lot this winter. That's why I'm saying testing is really important because he turned this around by testing this winter, gave, having confidence, riding with no pressure, not looking at the lap time, and you build confidence. So uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing a really good job. Um, we know that the Air One is a strong bike. Uh, I think that his team. Have, is doing a really good job too. They have a lot of knowledge in every track. Um, we faster most of the track than what Cam was doing last year, and Cam was winning the race with 20 seconds, you know. And uh, most of the of the track this year, we've been like the top three, four have been faster than him last year. So I think uh, there, Jake, but not not only him, the, the team are pulling up the level. The bike's working well, and most of the time in FP1. When we're trying to look for our gearing in lap five is already doing lap record time so you're like oh we have some job to do to catch him you know i think for am i wrong in thinking that he he's winning these races though in the first two laps yeah i mean I, obviously there's work to do after that but in two laps if he's yeah. four seconds ahead but that's a funny thing you know he, i think jake was um for sure not known as a good start. No, he's horrible. Uh, he never did a good start. In, I've been racing with him in Wolfsburg, and I think right. he, he never did a good start before the, this season ever in his life. And this year he's doing the old shot in every, la in every race. So um, this just come from confidence and he, he, he managed to go really fast in lap one. Um, I mean, he's been lucky a couple of times too, because uh, 
like like Brainerd when uh, when he crashed and uh, and then he managed to restart. But yeah, he, he put a lot of effort in lap one to make his life easier in the in the next laps. So that's every time I've been able to start not so far from him, like, like Laguna. That's what I tried to do to put pressure from lap one on him. Uh, that was the the thing, you know. It's what we had to improve a lot uh, this year. Is the the when we are pretty good in qualifying, some run. We were losing everything in the lap one. So Laguna, I know the bike was well, and it's what I really wanted to do was starting right be, behind him, you know, trying to put pressure from lap one. And uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to him. It's what I'm saying every race. I go to see him, I congratulate him, and I say hats off. He's doing an amazing job, and uh, he deserves all the, the win he had. And uh, we're just trying to to be stronger to, to catch him soon. The Brainerd race that you mentioned pretty much tells the story of the season, right? Because he falls down and maybe the handlebar is loose or whatever. And then the next corner, you fall down and the bike cartwheels and basically breaks in half. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the season in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I don't like to talk about luck, but sometimes you need to talk about luck. And I think if, there, if this is not, I mean, we can call it whatever we want. Of course, I should not have crashed and the bike would have been good. Uh, but I mean, yeah, as you said, he crashed and he didn't have, the underpass, they managed to repair. He restart P1 and he, and then I crashed. I cannot restart and I start the next race P12. So just make the life harder, but that's that's the life. I mean, I think if you you don't have to wait the luck to come, you know, you cannot say just sit down and say, oh, I'm unlucky no, and I have own. to wait. So uh, if you just wait for the luck, just stay home. But I think, yeah, he's doing. they have been doing all the job they needed in this winter to have the confidence. And so um, I think if you can create this circle, you create the luck too. I'm going to bring this up and I'm only going to bring it up because you stir the pot a little bit as well with your Instagram, etc. But like the, the hard passes that we've had or hard passes, depending on who, who who's speaking about it. Um, and then on Instagram, you say, oh, you know, I, I go for the hole in one or whatever. And you tag those guys. I, I like that, by the way. I, I like that you, you you poke the bear a little bit. And, and then the Senna video where you talk about making, he talks about making passes and if there's a hole there, you got to go for it. What, that that's the way you came in. That's the way you race, and it's a little different than what these guys are used to. But no, no, what? It's not different than what these guys are used to. It's just um, <clears throat> some riders like to don't like to someone to overtake them the way they overtake their guys. That's it. Right. You know? Okay. So, so you, they complain about something yeah. that they will do. Yeah, I think it's something they would do, but I don't think. They, they don't do it to each other because maybe they have friendship or whatever. And uh, you, be, you come be, in, you don't worry be, about it. Believe me, if Matthew is fighting with Jake, he, he will do that, yeah. you know? So I don't care. I mean, I don't care at all. Um, but you they, do they, like they, stirring it. They should, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the close racing. I like racing. I love races. And races is about going in front of the guy you have in front. It's not about staying where you are. Right. You know, if not, you just do track days and you try to improve your own lap time. And... I mean, what people like to see, it's a starting grid with 20. If, if not, there is no way to put 20 bikes in a starting grid. You know that something going to happen in turn one. The best way is to start one behind the other and you're sure that it's safer. So what people like is racing. And uh, I mean, I've been enjoying a lot watching uh, World Superbike this year between Toprak and Johnny. Yeah, and they didn't do any present to each other. You know, Toprak is a hard guy. I've been fighting with him a lot. And I love it's one of <laughs> one of the guys that I really love to fight with because you can fight really hard, he will never complain, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, a couple of writers have been complaining this year, but that's it. The, the mo most of them, like, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to fight with uh, Jake enough, but I know he's not complaining. I had a big battle in Thailand with him back couple, like three years ago, I think, and I remember he's a hard one too. Uh, I know Henry doesn't complain too much, neither. Tony doesn't complain. I've been fighting with him too, so, uh, I mean, they should just watch more World Superbike than when I complain. <laughs> but, but when somebody puts a hard pass on you, you're okay with it? Yeah, I don't care. As soon as he doesn't come from 20 meters behind and hit my back wheels and I fly over the moon, right. I'm okay, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, this kind of happened, you know, uh, in, in 2016 in MotoGP, the five first straight of the season, I've been taking out in the first corner. Uh, sometimes really stupid moves, sometimes normal moves. And it, this ended up with uh, 17 fracture in my foot in Mugello, you know, oh. with Bautista. But it was not his fault, you know. He just came, lost the front, and the bike hit me. I mean, it's racing, as I said. So I'm okay. I'm okay with close racing. And um, and, uh, and that's it. I don't, I don't complain. So. This weekend is the first of final two rounds we've got back-to-back. -back. So I want to ask you about a couple things. Going back-to-back... And also, we got three races this week, and we have three races next weekend at Barber Motorsports Park. All good with you? You're okay with that? That too much? No. No, no, no. I like it. The first time I've done three races was um, 2010 in DSB, and I really liked it. Um, as I told you, I love races. I, I, don't like, I don't like qualifying. I don't like testing. I'm just doing this because it's the way to improve for race, but I like racing, so... Uh, if we could do five races a weekend, I would be happy. Uh, I, we just I have to make the bike a little bit easier to ride than it was the last round because um, uh, it was tough for the hamper and all this thing. But uh, I'm, I think we have uh, uh, we have an idea to make the bike a little bit easier to ride too. And um, so yeah, I'm happy. It's also I think the fans like it. You know, fans. Uh, if you come to a race weekend, you can see free ra the, the same guy racing free time. That's that's really cool. Mm. For you, this should be a big help too, right? I mean, you can improve the bike. Yeah, exactly. Potentially better, three yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. I would like to have. Uh, I think yeah. If I could have changed something in the rules this year, would have been to have two races on Sunday. That's it. You right. know? And testing Friday, Saturday. That would have made our life much easier. But um, it's the way it is, and it's the same for everyone. I want to ask you something a little bit off topic. We've talked about this off. Uh, the podcast before, but I want the fans to understand you've become kind of iconic about Chattel and what that is. Can you tell us about what the hat means? Well, I, um, it's just one of my sponsors. Um, so it's uh, it's a small, well, small, it's a city, a village in France, who are really famous for the um, ski resort in the winter and uh, um, cycling, running, trail, uh, downhill cycling in the summer. Uh, it's pretty close from where I live. It's not where I'm born, but um, uh, the, I really like the guys there and uh, I like going there. And um, they've been my, now my sponsor since uh, my main personal sponsor since 2016 or 17, I think. And, uh, you know, when I signed in Motor America, I was like, oh, I'm, I might lose, the, lose them because I'm not sure they, are, they have a lot of interest. I was leaving some. Um, shuttle caps in, in in the US, but they the guy was like, no, no, well, I, I really like it, and you know, uh, it's it's also funny because everyone asks me about that, and I can show them on the map where it is and the pictures, and so I hope that as soon as it's easier to travel, some American people goes there and um, enjoy skiing there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, 
whenever I see it, I think of you and the fact I always think snow. So I'm yeah. thinking of you and snowmobiles because that's a big thing for you. And it, not so much skiing, but snowmobiling you enjoy doing a lot in the, in the wintertime. Yeah, snowmobile and uh, ice riding with my bike. But yeah, mainly snowmobile. That's the first thing I ever rode. You know, I, I'm basically born on a, on a snowmobile. Um, it's pretty hard to ride in, in France, like uh, the laws are not really nice with that, but uh, still uh, I ride. Um, my mom used to have a restaurant up in the mountains, so I, I, that was the only way to go. And I'm reopening that restaurant this winter with one of my friends. It's been closed for 20 years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I really enjoyed riding snowmobile. just, you know, a way to uh, refresh the mind in the winter and you see some, some nice things. So, I have to I have to organize something definitely in the US uh, a trip here. It's a long time we want to do it with my dad, so um, hopefully I can uh, I can sort that out this winter. Yeah, I mean I grew up in northern New York, and that's kind of where I started getting involved. Motorcycles came out of snowmobiling, and that's yeah. what we did in the, in the wintertime. It was so fun to go out and sit, do a campfire and whatever. But you know, it got you out of the house with all those long winters in northern yeah. New York. So I want to go ice riding too with PJ if, yeah. uh, if I come back in the winter. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know it's pretty fast, and so I like I ride at home too. So we'd love to to organize that. Yeah, well, great. So this is the second podcast we've had with you. I'm glad that we got you on video, so everybody can see, and everybody's been seeing a lot of you this year too. We really hope you'll be back with us next year. I think a year under your belt and with that team, it'd be great to see you. You've, you've like I said, you're a fan favorite in our paddock, and um, terrific to have you around. And Warhorse HSBK Racing Ducati New York. I had to get oh, that right wow. this well, time. Well. <laughs> so, um, but uh, good luck this weekend, Lawrence, and next weekend. Thank you. Thanks, guys.